This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Chris Burford, credit counselor and educator for ClearPoint Credit Counseling Solutions. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, is out this week. Uh, So we will be talking about credit today. Whether you're just starting out or nearing retirement, good credit is really important. So how do you build good credit? What are some of the consequences to having bad credit? And how do you go about repairing it? What is a credit score and where do credit cards fit into all of this? We're looking for your credit-related questions this morning. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 7464 You can send us an email. It's money at mpbonline.org. Also, if you have a success story, how do you keep your uh, credit card usage under wraps or how do you keep uh, your credit uh, in good standing? We'd love to hear uh, your success story, your tips for managing credit this morning. Uh, so you can give us a call as well. So good morning, Chris. Hope that you had a good weekend. Uh, good morning, and I did. Had a lot of rain Saturday. I think uh, that was the heaviest rain we've had, I think, uh, here in central Mississippi, at least, in, in a long while. But it seemed to, it poured for a good hour, it seemed like, uh, in, in my house in Pearl. So uh, I guess uh, needed rain, but you would maybe kind of hope that it would be maybe, you know, parceled out in a more uh, even <laughs> fashion. But that's not the way the weather works, I now, guess. Was it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Okay, that's what I was thinking. We were out of town. Uh, yeah. We were up in Memphis doing a little volleyball when my youngest went in. Uh, went in it all day, didn't get any sleep, uh, but that's part of it. So have you been uh, watching the volleyball in, uh, in the Olympics? I watched a little bit of it last night. The, well, I've watched the um, uh, playing in the sand. sand oh, the volleyball, beach volleyball, beach yeah. volleyball. And, um, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, it's, but it's, uh, you know, there are a lot of great sports there, a lot of commitment, uh, focus, goals, and um, uh, a lot of heart put in there for all, the, all those athletes. So is your daughter, is she like one of the, what do they call them, the blockers? Or? Yeah, she plays kind of middle or right side. And in Georgia, it's a great sport for all the kids. And um, uh, it's just, you know, it's a great sport for girls. And, and, it, and it's just a lot of energy. And, even, and the parents get excited. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a good sport. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. All right, one other question, then we'll move on. And in the Olympics, there, uh, on, there's one player on each team that has a different colored jersey. Do they have that in the high school level? They do. Uh, Libero, uh, I don't know a whole bunch about it, Kevin. <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, where'd the ball go? You know, but um, uh, my understanding is that person can move in and out at their will. So, okay, so they uh, have some special. They've got, they've got a special rule. They can get in and out, I guess, on the back line um, anytime they want to. That's okay. my understanding. So. All right. Very good. I remember that from a previous Olympics. And, I was in, and it's interesting because um, I think maybe they assume that people are watching know more because I've, I, w- I was kind of hoping for more explanation of, of, of strategy and basic things about some of the sports and maybe volleyball popular enough, but uh, maybe some of the more uh, esoteric sports they do that with. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've, I've yet to see any of the kind of strange sports. I think you need to go to the uh, the cable station to see that. I think on the, the main network on NBC, they, they pretty much concentrate on the things that uh, most people are familiar with. So, But there has been a lot of uh, beach volleyball. I've, I've noticed that, and that uh, it's interesting, them jumping around in the in the sand like that. that. That must really be quite a workout with just the two of them and, like, say, in that heavy sand. So. Well, that's what we said last night. They said, if you could be in any sport in the Summer Olympics, what would you be? And I said, table tennis. <laughs> 
I don't know though the way you go. <laughs> we used to play. We used to play table tennis in college. We'd go up during during class. We'd take a little break. So a little That's, fun, a little fun. I used to play uh, that as well. My dad and I uh, used to go to the student union when I was in college and played ping pong. And he was actually quite good. Although, like I say, the uh, the professional level there, they they get uh, going at pretty pretty high speeds. It's 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 like badminton. Uh, certainly not the backyard uh, p- picnic game that we remember from our childhood. That <laughs> yeah. I heard something that uh, they get, get speeds up of, up to close to 200 uh, miles an hour on the, on uh, the professional badminton. I'm going to take a few zeros off for us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Nancy's not here to share financial news, but there was some uh, something that we can talk about, and one of those was uh, what happened with uh, Delta Airlines uh, yesterday. Thousands of uh, Delta flyers stranded. Uh, it was a power outage in Delta's hometown of Atlanta that started around 2.30 a.m. Eastern time, and it forced the airline to ground all of its departing flights around the world. The airline issued refunds to passengers whose flights are canceled or significantly delayed on what Monday. I heard the uh, head of Delta talking about that. Uh, flyers who rebook or depart on or before Friday won't be charged any change fee, which is normally $200 for a U.S. travel flight. And anyone who rebooks for a flight that leaves after Friday could end up paying any difference in fare but won't have to pay the change fee. Uh, Delta didn't say how it would define a significant delay, so that's interesting. But, boy, that, uh, I imagine, would be extremely frustrating. And the other thing I heard this morning was now uh, the additional problem is they've got all those flights that were canceled, and they're trying to get people on uh, other flights. Well, those flights have other people booked on them, so... It's going to be kind of a, a nightmare, I would think, maybe for the next couple of days, maybe even a week. I've just heard there are a lot of questions, and, there's, and they can't get any answers on some things. So it's uh, one of those things that happens, but also, I guess, as always, accountability. So uh, we're talking about credit this morning. Uh, if you have any credit-related questions, or as I said, if you have a success story that uh, how you successfully manage your credit, you can give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. You can send e- an email to money at mpbonline.org. So let's uh, start out with the basics. What? How would you define what credit really is? Well, credit, you know, just basically um, you buy something now and pay for it later. Mm-hmm. Um, pay for it over a period of time. Uh, in credit, if you break it down a little bit more uh, in contractual terms, uh, you know, you borrow money and paying it back and. Uh, as consumers, uh, most consumers don't have um, stockpiles of cash to pay for houses in cash or pay for cars in cash, uh, new cars. And um, uh, and then there's the avenue of credit cards. Uh, or you know, also then you go individual loans. So let's break it down to that. And consumers, you know, I have a need, uh, need slash want. There are, uh, uh, that factors in there. And uh, if I don't have the cash, I feel like it makes sense. I go out more of the money, pay it back over a period of time. It's just there's a cost to doing that business. Right. And so that's uh, the, the, the rate then. And so you're right. They're saying is we're going to give you this money that you don't have. But uh, in exchange for us doing that, we are going to charge you this extra money uh, so that you pay back over time, and that's obviously the way these these uh, companies uh, make money. Yeah, and again, it's um, different companies, different pricing structure, different requirements or, or qualifications. And uh, again, as a consumer, you try to when you borrow money, try to borrow it at the best terms, the best price that you can to uh, to um, 
to save money, uh, and um, that's kind of that should be kind of an overall goal out of that process. So uh, you would recommend then any time any kind of loan, car loan, house loan, uh, anything like that, even looking for a credit card. Obviously, it's going to pay to do some research to to get the best rates. Yeah, I mean, you do some research. You never know what's out there. Ask some questions. Um, check around. Uh, uh, you know, hey, Kevin, a year from now, I might say, I'm looking for, you know, maybe going to go out and buy me a car or something like that. You know, who do you who do you recommend? You know, when I'm not giving you any of my personal business, but I might you might say, hey, Chris, go over here because I think they, um, uh, I saw they were doing a little special on car rates or bank or credit union, or I went to this dealership and they really did a good job for me. So, you know, it, uh, it doesn't help to just uh, kind of ask a few questions or ask get a few referrals. So what are the things then that uh, people who loan money are looking for? If you, when you go to, when you apply, for, and I guess it varies slightly, you know, from business to business, but I, there are some, obviously some, I think, basic things that, that people who loan money look for from someone who's loaning money to see whether they're, and that's the thing, I guess they're seeing what sort of risk they're taking by by loaning you the money? Yeah, and, and again, it's um, uh, in kind of simple. You know, a lot of time is uh, a client's uh, stability, uh, ability. Abilities basically amounts to resources coming in, stability. Honestly, you got to have income coming in or jo- job earnings, earning income. Uh, a lot of times, there's collateral involved. Um, uh, again, is credit. Uh, you know, what's your history? How have you performed in the past three, five, seven years? Um, uh, and then, you know, do I, do I have any money going into it? And, and a lot of times that plays into a car maybe or a house. But uh, but the big part of it, you know, is, uh, and again, I, it, I can't remember off the top of my head, it's like the five C's of credit, and somebody might know out there. I can't, I just, you know, collateral, uh, uh, credit. And again, I'll, I'll have to think for a second here, but. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but a lot of it, like stability, ability, um, credit, and uh, collateral. Uh, those, those are really the the kind of I'm gonna the kind of meat and potatoes of it, if you want to say it like that. Yeah, I, I like the way you do it because really, pretty much, I think ability and stability kind of does it. Ability is, you know, what do you have to to repay the loan? Uh, what are your resources coming in? That sort of thing, and then stability. We're looking at your past. What have you done in the past in terms of maybe loans or how stable is your income? Those sorts of things. Yeah, and again, it's um, as I would say, as lenders out there, uh, they're lending money. They want to get it paid back. They want to uh, get it priced right. Also, as consumers, uh, you want to pay it back. Uh, also, you want to get it priced right. So everybody wants it to be successful across the board. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we got a couple of callers on the line, so we'll talk to Robert in Hattiesburg and Scott and Jackson. If you two could hold on for just a moment, we'll get to your calls right after this break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about credit and credit cards this morning. Looking for your questions and comments at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show money at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this short break.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Support for MPB comes from C Spire Business Solutions, helping businesses move into the future with next-generation fiber optic internet access. More at 855-C-SPIRE-2. C-SPIRE, customer-inspired. MPB is getting its very own car tag. But first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Chris Burford. Today we're talking about credit, credit cards, credit scores, your credit situation. And also we asked uh, for uh, success stories about managing credit. And I think that's what we're going to start with as we welcome Robert in from Hattiesburg this morning. Hello, Robert. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Robert. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I just wanted to share a quick uh, credit success story. Love the show, by the way. Thanks. Um, so I began my credit history by defaulting on my student loans about uh, a year after I graduated university at uh, around 2004. Long story short, they were sending the bills to my parents' address, and I never got them. My mother wasn't opening my mail, so I didn't realize that I had uh, missed my first six or seven payments on my student loans. Uh, having no other credit, that, of course, gave me a terrible credit score. Well, I got everything worked out and uh, spent the next few years being very financially responsible, paying all the bills on time, and assuming that this is all building my credit score. Uh, so that many years later, I went to apply for a credit card and found out that my credit score was still in the 460 range. And I thought, well, why is this? Uh, and what can I do to resolve it? When I finally learned that what I needed to do was get a credit card or a small loan. Anyways, like I said, I'll try to condense it as much as possible after then applying for a credit card, using it, paying it off every month, and, uh, getting a small personal loan, paying it back in a timely manner. I then noticed some positive rise in my credit score. Uh, at that point, I was able to do things like purchase a home, purchase a vehicle, and uh, as long as I continue to make those payments on time, my credit score has now gone up in the 760 range. Super. So it's been a great ride, but I had always played what I felt was the safe side and saying that uh, I wasn't going to have credit cards, I wasn't going to get involved in that, not realizing that my ignorance was leading me to terrible credit because I had no credit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would recommend anybody out there in that situation to just get a credit card, bite the bullet, don't get over your head with it, pay it off every month. You know, uh, Now I have two credit cards and apparently that is one of the signs of good credit or one of the things they look for in rating your credit score, mm -hmm. so as I understand. Uh, but again, you know, pay the balances off, don't max them out and stretch those payments out forever. All right. That's the advice I would give. Super. Yeah, that's a yeah. great call, Robert. Thanks so much uh, for that. And, you know, that's uh, the things that we've talked about before, as he mentioned, uh, that's kind of a catch-22 in order 
to get good credit, you have to have credit established. And, you know, it's the recommendation, Chris, you've made before, and there's a, a living example of, of it working is to get a small loan and, and uh, pay it back and begin to build a good uh, credit record. And, and what a great story of Robert uh, after a couple of many years, well, I don't know, years of you know, discipline and that sort of thing. He's he's uh, reaping the rewards of his hard work. Well, you know, again, um, you know, my hats off to you, Robert. Great job. I mean, it took a lot of work, a lot of commitment and focus. Um, and um, he's you know kind of start out in the hole in a way. Um, but but that, like you said, that was his only credit out there. But all of a sudden, I I'm, got out of school and didn't get information and. And it went down fast. Score went down fast uh, due to the n- negative items showing up. And um, but correcting that and moving forward, but also going out, opening up new credit li- credit files or new files, and um, and paying on them on a timely basis. Well, as I say, the 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 negative started getting older. Six months, a year, two years, three years. Well, the good stuff stayed there, and it kept rolling. And he kept just like you said, charge on it, pay off, charge on, and over time it kind of turned that score and started building. And it took a while, right? And, and uh, but he, my hats off to you, good job. Uh, and again, a big part of this, he, he he dug into it, he broke it all down, and, and managed. He's managing it right now. And I think uh, slow and steady wins the race in this case because uh, as we've talked about too, <clears throat> you're not going to credit, uh, you're not going to affect your credit score in a positive manner overnight. Uh, but if you do what Robert did there, and I think the other thing we can learn from his example, again, is he, he didn't run out and get 10 credit cards right away. He got one. You know, he was very slow and deliberate in uh, in building good credit, and that helps in two ways. I think also then that helps you develop the the skills necessary to be a disciplined uh, user of credit. If you only have one credit card, you obviously can't run out and, you know, buy the world, as it were. Uh, it'll help you. Uh, establish good uh, um, good habits uh, for spending and also mm-hmm. for paying the the credit off. So, Robert, great call to start us off there. We certainly appreciate that. <clears throat> uh, Chris mentioned before the break the five C's of credit. I'm not going to claim that I am some sort of credit expert, but I do have a computer at my disposal. So, uh, well, now, see, there is a dispute. Sam gave us the four C's of credit, but we've actually come up with the five C's of credit. So we'll see which, uh, which C is the real C. Uh, <laughs> But we'll talk about that throughout the hour. But first, though, we do have a caller on the line. We always like to get to our callers first. So we're going to Charles, who's called in from Independence. Good morning, Charles. Hello. Good morning. I love your show. Um, this is right up my alley this morning. I'm, I'm having a problem with uh, – I've had poor personal loans, and only the last payment did I default on um, when my father was passing away. I ended up using the money. Um, later on, I caught up that financial institution and paid them off, but I've noticed that they've done charge-offs. Even though I paid off cash, is that supposed to be on there, or does that get taken off once I pay? Uh, no. Um, once you, when you, you sign, basically you sign a contract, and a contract, in so many words, said pay on a monthly basis. What I'm understanding you're saying, and, and you got toward the end of the contract, and I'm and I'm sorry about the you know your your father in, in that situation. Right. Um, Basically, you know, if you missed a payment 30 days, 60, 90, in, in a way like that, um, they could take it to a charge-off. Uh, so it's kind of like they, they just closed out the debt, but it's still a live debt. And you walk in and pay it all off, it's still going to show, show up on the bureau. Yes, it's still going to okay, stay. Yeah, it, it was the last payment on my fourth signature loan, and I've never been late before. And so I've gone through Credit Karma and disputed them. And, and when I disputed one, they said I was right. And uh, they then my credit store dropped. 12 points 
And then I disputed the second one, and they said I was right, and my credit, credit score dropped 70 points. And I've been in about an 805. <laughs> and it, all of a sudden it puts me down to like, I'm in low, uh, upper 600s now. Yeah, I mean, if if you're disputing something and and it's in and it's inaccurate on your, you know, a lot of times the bureaus they'll go back to that particular lane and, and say, okay, here's what the consumer's saying, and um, uh, they'll verify it, and 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 I'm gonna, you know, if by what you're telling me, it sounds like the the lender reported back to the bureau correcting the delinquency. Is that right? Um, they they corrected and said that I had it had been paid and. It, and it, I guess they wrote a whole, you know, long thing and was was on my side with it and saying um, that they had had three different listings on there for charge-offs. And uh, I just you just be one at a time with Credit Karma. And so the second one um, was just disputed, and they said, okay, yeah, he doesn't know the balance, but we're going to leave the charge-off on there. And then they it dropped 70 points. Yeah. There are two parts of this. When they take it to a charge-off, uh, you know, kind of, and again, it's, it's kind of like an I-9 or an R-9 in a way, uh, the way they kind of report it. Then if you come in later and pay it off to zero balance, yes, that debt, it, it, it updates to a zero balance, but the negative has already happened that won't come off because it went to a charge-off because of history. So there, so it's kind of like history, then, then it charges off. So it's... You know, I'm, I mean, and I don't think it's going to happen, but, I mean, the best thing to do is just if, 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 if you can get it done, and I don't know if you can. I'm just being, If you got it all updated to where there was never, I'm just going to let you know, never charge off, never any delinquency, and that's up to the lender if they want to do that. Right. They're, they're working with me. I mean, I, I've had the account for five months or five years, and then was laid on payment before. And they understood, but I did this in January, and then in June, when I finally checked my credit score, they was wrong there. So I got on them. And I said, "Hey, this is in six months." Yeah. And they said, "Oh, I'm bad." Yeah, just keep working with your lender. Sounds like they're open to work with you due to your circumstances and, or that situation, and um, keep working with them. You know, sounds like they're on your side. It's just, um, just you know, just keep talking to them and see if if they'll get it let's say, totally corrected where it was never charged off uh, and never a delinquency, if they'll do that, and um, and, if, and that should, sounds like, show like it was just like a normal loan paid out on time, no problems. Okay. Well, I appreciate all your time today. I don't want to capitalize on here on the show uh, and let somebody else call in. All right. Hey, Charles, thanks for the call. You know, and I think uh, this is something we can learn from that call there is something that we talk about when we talk about credit or dealing with creditors and that is the idea of and charles did a good job of he saw something and he didn't just uh, oh well you know he was very uh, proactive and he has continued to be you know working with uh, the the as he said he went through credit karma and then working with that to make sure uh, that this uh, credit situation gets resolved so ho- hopefully that will work out and and w- the other thing we could hope that maybe another six months down the road when he checks his credit score uh, it'll seem to go on the way back up because it would be a shame to someone as he said, that, that's kind of the bad part about it. You can be perfect, and then one slip kind of gives you that black mark. Well, hopefully uh, things can get better because it sounds like he is a responsible user of credit. Yeah, and that's the hard part about it. I mean, you can go 10 or 15 years, Kevin, and, and do a great job managing, you know, and have a hiccup in life or a challenge, and um, next thing you know, oh, I can't believe I missed a car payment. You know, I'm 30 days late now, and I'm getting a call, and, 
or letters and it's just you know just just kind of crazy at that point in time in your life and but in a but in reality per the contract if you don't pay it it's going to show and um and and then when it shows up i can, you know somebody could be a 795 and maybe all of a sudden at one time never been late always paid on the day is due and all of a sudden you go 10 years 12 years and all of a sudden you get a 30 day on you and next thing that 795 could go down to a, you know 710 uh, and again, I don't know how far it would drop, but it really affects you in this history now. It's it's on there, and and that's tough. That's really tough because I know the situation. I talked to somebody I know out there a number of years ago, and it was same thing situation with the family sickness and and uh, passing away, and it just and they were heavily involved in in a big business, and and it um it affected them in, in, in trying to future borrow money, and and and, and I told them write a letter, explain the situation, show everything you can, even show the death certificate. Uh, of that family member and see if they will work with you or they could come back and say, no contract says this, this is the way it is. And also we use the term charge off and that's uh, when uh, a creditor thinks that a debt is unpayable. Usually after what, about 180 days, uh, they'll put that. So it's, it's kind of a black mark on your credit report, but also again, uh, checking some things online here. Uh, there's the question of, well, if I've, it's been charged off, do I still need to pay the debt? And the answer to that is yes. Yeah, it, once it goes charge off, that doesn't mean well it's okay, no problem. They're not going to try to collect your debt. No, it's still a debt, and um, uh, it, it's just they kind of tag it as uncollectible at that time because they hadn't got, they hadn't received any payments or money, let's say it like that, for a period of time. Let's get one call in before our next break, and it goes to Charles, who's called in from Mobile today. Good morning, Charles. Good morning. What do you have for us? Well, my question was uh, along the same lines as your last caller. I have a negative mark on my credit report. Uh, I, I guess I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that uh, I contracted through my business for services. When I was asked to sign a personal guarantee, I declined to do so. And I told the guy, the deal breaker, get out, fine. He made a couple of calls, said it wouldn't be a problem. The only problem is, is later on when we ran into issues with the company that he represented, uh, you know, I say I don't owe them any money. They say I do owe them money, but they have a contract, even though it's clearly not my signature on the document. It's been a black mark on my personal credit record. Um, I'm gonna if 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 it's affecting you that much, I, 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 it's not. It, well, it hasn't affected me that much. I mean, it's been on there for you know for about. Well, five or seven years, I guess. I don't, it hasn't fallen off yet. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I mean, it's. I, I'm not sure why it came back to me personally, since, like I said, I declined to sign the personal guarantee. Once. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, collections, I, I, and I've asked them to provide me a copy. There's a signature on there. Like I said, it's not even my name, but the document is still being used against me. Yeah. Um. You know, only thing I can tell you to do is, and again, um, if you're wanting to do this to that point, is just you know honestly seek legal advice. I mean, mm-hmm. if but on the other hand, if you're saying, you know, they hadn't tried, if there's there's nobody that's tried to collect any money. Oh yes, yeah. someone's tried to collect the money. Okay, somebody in New York has tried to collect mm-hmm. collect money. I mean, we're not talking about a lot of money, five or six hundred dollars. But the point of it is, is I don't owe it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, like I, I said, and then they came back to me personally for it. Mm-hmm. Because of a forged document, and I'll be honest with you, I've called the local authorities. They say, "Well, you know, 
that company's not based here, so we don't have any jurisdiction. But I called uh, Houston, where the company's based. They said they don't have any jurisdiction because you don't know where the forgery took place. And then, of course, the FBI said, it, it, even though it's across state lines, who would know that, okay, right. it's a forged signature, but that you have to know where it was forged in order for somebody to take jurisdiction of the case. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, only thing I can tell you to do, and I don't, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know if you'll get any, any, anywhere with this, is you, you might can get copies of your all three credit reports and write a letter to each uh, credit reporting agency, and, and in so many words, say, look, you know, I'm disputing this. Uh, this is a, uh, you know, forged document, and send a letter in, and basically just request them to take it off. And again, I don't know what happened, but. You can try that, and you might have to do that two or three times in a row. You're just basically just putting a stamp on it, and um, uh, try that and see what happens there. If that'll kind of open some things, you know, I hate to open up, you know, open open up wounds there, but in in a way, it may be uh, get things stirred up a little bit. And also said, as uh, Chris mentioned earlier, this might be something where you would contact a lawyer. It sounds, Charles, like you got a pretty clear cut uh, case. So hopefully, uh, maybe with some legal advice, uh, we can, you can get that uh, wrapped up. Uh, we need to d- take another break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about credit. We'll go through the five. We're insisting it's five C's of credit. Uh, and also, we're looking for your questions and comments about credit. Again, if you have a question about your credit situation, or if you'd like to brag about how you've managed your credit situation, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Chris Burford, and today we are talking about credit, looking for your calls about your credit situation, or if you'd like to uh, let us know how successfully you've managed your credit. Uh, uh, credit. Uh, give us a call and share your success story. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send us an email, money at mpbonline dot org. We were talking before the break to Charles in Mobile, and Chris came up with another kind of uh, idea for helping uh, Charles out of his situation. Uh, the consumer. Financial Protection Bureau was recently created to help consumers uh, with uh, uh, situations like this. Uh, The website is consumerfinance.gov, and actually on the front page, uh, there is a way that you can submit a complaint. Uh, This says that they are the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is a U.S. government agency that makes sure banks, lenders, and other financial companies treat you fairly. So if you're having an issue, uh, in in that case... um, Charles was saying it was hard to track down uh, where the fraud was taking place uh, because so many states were involved. And so uh, the CFPB might be uh, a solution to help him out. So, again, that's uh, consumerfinance.gov. You can check out that website. 
Looks like we have another caller on the line, so we will go to Meridian as we say good morning to Dansby. Hello, Dansby. Hello. What's your question for us? My question is, if you if you had a debt to go into the credit bureau and later down the road you paid it off, would that still be held in the credit bureau against you? Um, when you, if you paid it off, it should update to a zero balance, and kind of from that stand, from that point on, it's going to stay on your bureau for a while as a zero balance, but it's still going to show as a, you know, and I'm I'm saying what is a collection item that was paid. It, it, it's the negative history is going to be there, but once you get to a zero balance, you know, definitely that's the first step, and it's going to stay on there for a number of years, and then it eventually roll off. Uh, but the older it gets, the less it affects you, in the in the scoring standpoint. Okay, so what what you're saying is, once you pay it off, it really doesn't matter. It's still going to be held against you. No, I mean now let me say this: it will be held against you, but but it still held against you. But but it will be better since if if in example, if you owed ABC Company uh, two hundred dollars. Once you paid it, it's going to go to a zero balance. So it's that outstanding debt, it, it's gone from a standpoint that you don't owe it, but the history is there where they did be, did charge it off, let's say it like that. That's that's still going to kind of be there, but paying it off, $200 off, will help your score move up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's not that great, right? Uh, it's not going to... I don't. I'll say I don't think it's going to make your score go up thirty, forty, fifty, sixty points immediately. But here's the thing: I look at if you if you satisfy the debt and it's zero balance, they can't come back on you down the road. You know, by what I, by what you're telling me, it's done. It's moved on. It's just you just say what happened. It's already happened. But I was status. It's zero status. I mean zero balance. And you know what? It's going to roll off you shortly, and I can just move on. Okay. Uh... I guess that I guess you answered my question the best that uh, I wanted to hear. But anyway, you ain't doing no great thing if if something been turned over to the uh, bureau and you pay it off. Okay, my next thing is this: if you if somebody done if you got a fraudulent debt against you and people keep bothering you about it, and you ask them, so would you send me a letter or some some kind of proof? that it was me that opened this account and got this credit card. You got any feedback on that? Yeah, if they can't send you any proof or send you a letter about that you owe this debt or uh, show you proof where you signed off on that debt, I'd write a letter to the, all three credit bureaus and tell them this is a fraudulent account. It was put on me. Uh, I did not sign this you know, for this credit. Take it off immediately. And they've got to go in and investigate. And then, uh, Dansby, that uh, federal uh, uh, agency we talked about also could be helpful here. Again, it's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. If you Google that, you'd find out a site there, and they have a way that you could uh, make a complaint about uh, a problem that you're having uh, with one of the with one of the creditors there. So we appreciate your call. And again, I think I understand what you're saying, Chris. What the idea is, <clears throat> if you owe a debt and you are late on paying it, it's it's kind of like two dings on your credit mm-hmm. score. So what you're saying is. If you pay the debt, the ding of, hey, he was late, is still there, will eventually roll off, but then it's a little bit of good because the, the debt is gone, and so it will do no further damage to right. your credit. I mean, and part of that score is total amount of debt out. 
And if you know if, if you owed five thousand dollars on a car loan and a five thousand on another car loan, then you had a ten thousand dollar charge off from a, from whatever an example. And also you paid the ten thousand off instead of owing twenty, you're down to ten. So right. it, you know, and I look, you know, yeah, it it affects your score, helps it. You know, over time, go up, but also they can't come out and collect on you. It's done. You're 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 moving on, and you won't get that surprise letter in the mail potentially from an attorney or a file judgment, and or either like I said, uh, garnishing your wages. You know, all that stuff has been removed. Right. So it's not completely clean, but it does uh, help, and it uh, it it. I think it looks good on a credit score because again. You have been responsible, and you have paid off that the debt that you owe. Right. Let's move on next. We've got another caller. It's uh, Baird calling from Indianola this morning. Good morning. Go ahead, please. How's it going, guys? Quick question for you. Okay. Um, I was wondering, if, what's your recommendation if you're getting a credit card uh, when you're setting your credit limit uh, as a relation to your monthly income? Like what proportion of your monthly income would be the maximum amount that you would recommend? Like 50, say you made $10,000 a month. Like, well, should you get, would $5,000 be too much for a credit limit? No, I mean, if you're bringing home $10,000 a month, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say Uh, $5,000. You know, I'm going to kind of play percentages here, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of in general. If, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep it, you know, kind of in the lender's world, maybe if you, whatever your net bring home is, just kind of make sure your overall debts, maybe not overall around. 42%. 42%. That includes maybe rent, car payment, maybe a credit card payment. Now let's break it down out of that 42%. Let's say housing payment or rent might be around 29 to 31%. So there's not a lot of room left. So, you know, if, if so example of, uh, if you're bringing home $5,000, if you said, Hey, what can my minimum payment be maximum by calculations percentage-wise, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head, maybe no more than 2%. That means about $100 a month. And so that probably means that you've got a um, credit limit maybe around two to 3000 around $3,000, I'm guessing. I'm trying to say off three to th- probably around $4,000. But but I guess here's a good rule of thumb. If you had to charge, if you had to maximize that credit card out, what could you pay to pay it out, let's say, in three months? What are yeah, your right. monthly payments that you could break out? If you, well, my credit limit is a thousand. Well, I charged a thousand. Could I pay three hundred something dollars over three months? Hey, you and, could pay five hundred a month. Yeah, well, and if well, you could well, do well. that, then I'd say, but you know, keep that in mind. Um, and again, also factoring in what are your, what might be your need? What's your goal on that credit card? Is it an emergency only? Uh, you know, well, you know, I I, I go on a trip once every six months. Yeah, I might need a. $3,000 limit on my credit card. So just kind of keep all that in mind of maybe three months paying it off to what's my goal out of the credit card to and the third part here is what's really my maximum need I might have to ever use. Well, car repair, $2,000. Uh-oh, that kind of, you know, kind of snuck up on me. So mm-hmm. just keep all kind of sit down and figure it out and and, 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 and and then pick a limit. And also, you know, the lender might restrict the limit, but that, that you feel like it's a good, comfortable limit for yourself. Good deal. Yeah, one, one one quick thing I'd like to add. I have one credit card I use for um, personal expenses, and then you know emergency credit card I don't use unless it's you know a health thing sure. or something along those lines. But since I was about nineteen, I have you know just put about one hundred and fifty dollars a month on my credit card and paid it on time. And I'm you know almost twenty six now, 
and my credit score is, you know, great. It's, it reflects that. So I recommend anyone who's young to go ahead and get a credit card. If you know you can use it responsibly. And, you know, spend 50 or 100 a month and pay it off on time, and you'll see a difference. Yeah, and, and the, the key to it is, is is use it responsibly, make good decisions with it. And it sounds like he's done that, and, it's, and, it's a, and it, again, it's showing up in his credit score. All right, Tobert, thanks for the call. All right. Uh, again, great to, to see someone that young, uh, starting out, understanding how kind of credit works, uh, building up some good habits, and uh, in return, he's got a good credit score. But I also I like your uh, example of, uh, you know, if I were to max out my credit card, could I pay it off in three months? And that'll help you determine, you know, what your limit should be. Yeah, and that's kind of, and that's pretty, that's pretty restrictive. I mean, it makes you think then, okay, what's, what, you know, what can I afford from a monthly, can I afford to pay a 300 something dollar monthly payment just to pay it out? And, um, it just makes you think a little bit there. Also, I would say, uh, just because the credit card company wants to increase your, uh, your credit limit, I, you can say no, keep it at whatever if, if they, cause you know, a lot of times they'll say, oh, you're such a great customer. We've bumped up your credit limit. You could write them back and just say, no, I want that to remain the same. Yeah, I mean, you know, Baird could have a $2,000 credit limit on a credit card. And just I'm just giving you an example. Next thing you know, a year from now, they send him say, oh, we're going to up it to 10000 Well, you know, and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, and I'm not saying just Baird, but I'm just across the board. Anybody, what's my goal? <clears throat> What do I need it for? Why do I need that limit? Are they going? Where's my interest rate? Zero percent or what? You know, really think this thing through. We say before you go. Um, well, yeah, no big deal. I'm not okay. Ten thousand. Are you? Do you need to read? A, do you need to write a letter back to them? Say no. I want you to lower it back down to three. Because again, one of the things that determines your credit score is the amount of available credit you have. So if you have a ten thousand dollar credit limit, even if you get any nowhere near there, that is affecting uh, the credit situation. Yeah, I mean that's a ten thousand dollar loan. We need to take one final break. When we get back, uh, Ruth is on the line with a comment for us. Ruth, we'll get to your call just in a moment. Uh, You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back to wrap up the program after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Bunny Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Chris Burford, credit counselor and educator for ClearPoint Credit Counseling Solutions. We've been talking about credit today. And we've got another caller on the line, so let's invite Ruth, who's called in today. Good morning, Ruth. Go ahead. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, you need to turn your radio down in the background, if you could, and then talk to us through the phone. Uh, very good. Okay. Several years ago, my husband went on a buying trip to Dallas, and he did not have a credit card. He wouldn't get in that scenario. He wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to be a credit card person came back home after the buying trip, and he said, where's that credit card? He said, they don't want my check. They won't even take cash. They want a credit card. <laughs> Welcome to the world. <laughs> that That's true, Ruth, and, and they say uh, in the near future we, we might be cashless. But 
And I think that's why, uh, you know, I think it's maybe a good thinking to think I don't want a credit card. But in these days, it, you know, it's important to have one. And so if you can have one and, and, and be responsible with it, that it will help you out in the long run, I think. You know, and again, basic rule of thumb of, of a homeowner, I'd, if you got a mortgage payment, maybe one car payment. If You know, I'm saying family of four, two, two income providers. Maybe one car payment, uh, home mortgage, uh, and then if you got two credit cards that you said, okay, we charge on them, pay them off monthly, doesn't mean things can't happen, Kevin. You know, things can get out of whack. But um, uh, that makes sense right there. You know, I know years ago we had a guy calling and had 22 credit cards, owed about 20000 and And, again, it's their own personal preference. But, you know, we kind of, I think, in so many words, we said, look, gradually work some of those down, especially the ones that you hadn't charged on in four or five years uh, mm-hmm. or, or two or three years, let's say, but, you know, move, try to get that down if you can. But, you know, the, again, it's, it's their own choice. So uh, we're, earlier in the show, we were talking about the uh, the C's of credit, five C's of credit, according to uh, my source here is Investopia, uh, Investopedia, which is a website. And so according to that, the five C's of credit are uh, character, capacity, capital, collateral, and conditions. Character being uh, sort of the uh, credit history, um, capacity referring to your ability to repay a loan, capital being uh, the uh, the any money the borrower puts towards a, a partial a potential investment, collateral what you have to secure the loan, and conditions being uh, the the conditions of the loan. So those, according to Investopedia, are the five C's of credit. Let's see if we can't work this one last call in this hour, and we go to Ocean Springs and say good morning to Tim. Hello, Tim. Morning. How are we doing? Good. What do you have for us? Well, credit card thing. I had a credit card, got lost, so it got canceled. Got a new one. A few years later, that credit card got compromised, probably at a shell station that I frequent. So that got canceled, and I got a new one. Then when I go looking at my credit score, I got two canceled credit cards that are affecting my score. Is that the way it's supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, well, usually they'll close they'll close that credit card out, and it's identifying that that account number. Um, it's kind of like opening up a contract and closing it out. Uh, it does it's going to affect it a little bit, yes, sir. Uh, closing it out, but I, I, I'm hoping out of all that those two. St- Two cycles of situations. Hopefully, you know, you, number one, you didn't have any losses. I mean, hopefully, you no, didn't. Um, didn't but, have any losses, but but it looks like yeah, you've got like three. It's like you've had three lines of credit, and two of them have been closed out. Yes, sir. And um, and right. I, it, it does affect you a little bit. But over but over time, you know, hopefully, won't if it doesn't happen for another two or three four years, um, uh, your your score kind of it'll kind of move back up. Yeah, but has slowly moved up, but. I just was curious about that, and since you were talking about credit, I thought I'd ask the question. So. All right. Yeah, and, and again, I, I, and I have no idea. Now, you know, if this is the only open line of credit you've got, or or maybe, and you don't really have any other loans, it's probably going to move a little bit slower because there's not a lot of activity on your on your uh, bureau. Right. Well, that's true too. So, fixing to buy a new car though, so it's going to go do something. So. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim, thanks for the call. And I would say it wouldn't hurt to possibly just write the credit bureaus and explain the situation and see if there might be something they could be done. If they can't, you know, you've taken the time and effort, maybe wasted a price of a stamp. But, again, I think on a lot of these, <clears throat> follow up and, and, and just 
you know, question, uh, uh, send questions to the credit bureaus and see what could happen. It certainly, I don't think, could hurt, and it might be able to help you in the long run. Yeah, I think overall accountability has been raised for businesses to consumers when you're talking about, you know, credit and reporting information and accuracy. And uh, we as consumers do have rights to question and dispute things, and uh, I think that's gotten I think that's gotten better as years have gone by. Uh, let me leave you with two websites uh, that uh, annualcreditreport.com is a free way to get your credit report from uh, the credit uh, bureaus. And also creditsesame.com, you can get a free credit score. I went there this morning, I saw a link online, and uh, it will give you a credit score. Uh, no uh, credit card, they do not. you don't have to put your credit card information in there. So annualcreditreport.com and creditsesame.com, some free ways to keep a monitor on your credit. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. If you ever need to hear today's show or previous show, you can find it at mpbonline.org slash moneytalks. Thanks to our producer, Sam Wells, and our call screener, Jonas Adams. So for Chris Burford, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's In Legal Terms. That's followed by Relatively Speaking at 11. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks right here and only on MPB Think Radio. Underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy. Live blue. It's good to be blue. More at bcbsms.com. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. And we've got a little bit of low cloud cover in a few spots, especially close to the coast, but uh, nothing showing.